Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. Welcome back. Hey, it's season four, episode. No, season three, episode four. We're, we're jumping ahead of ourselves here. And if it sounds like a new voice is opening us up here, it's because it is. To the victor go the spoils. For the, we're in the third season now, and the, for the first time in the history of the Kevin and Philip Project, Philip walked into the room a winner. First time ever. <laughs> so, so, here I am. I get to talk. Kevin said, you can talk first today since, uh, since you won. Now, he didn't actually say that, but I... I decided that's what it is. To the victor go the spools. Oh, congratulations. So, it was, uh, in many ways to me, I'm just going to start it off by doing my little thoughts and breakdown. Kevin was at the game, correct? No, I did not go to the game. Why did everybody that told me they were going end up not going? Um, okay, I, made, you I made a bad decision. We'll leave it at that. Okay, so he didn't go. But anyway... Beautiful for day those for football. many of you that was there, it, it turned out a beautiful day. I thought all week long it was going to rain. I was going to go to yep. the lake, watch the game at the lake because there was supposed to be rain in town. We decided to stay in for the weekend. Turned out to be a beautiful weekend. Ended up working in the yard yep. the whole time. So, so anyway, um, just things that I can say that I took out of the game, and I'm going to just take off with my takes of K State. Coach Kleiman has got big gonads. <laughs> That's that. I, I think he might he might have proved to the rest of the country that they're uh, he's got a little more to him as far as guts goes. The problem is he only does that against OU. Well, you you think if he pulled that trigger, maybe he thinks I don't have to do that to everybody else. I don't know. That's True. Kind of a. I, I think you you do those things, and of course he's won. Uh, well, he didn't win. He didn't win both the games, did he? The other head coaches there, did he? His, is this no, his third no. season? Yeah, he was 2-0. Oh. Okay, so, so he was 2-0. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, so, um, I felt like he – last year we were in the lead, you mm-hmm. know, at late in the game, like 10 points in the yep. fourth quarter and ended up losing, and he did some big things. Yep. This year he did – he went for it on fourth down, as everybody knows that watched the game. Almost the entire game he went for yep. it on fourth down, which I think is a brilliant move. I would do it – if I was a high school football coach – didn't have much kicking team, and I was inside the 40-yard line, I think I would always go on for it on fourth down. Unless it was fourth and 25 right. or something right. like that. But if it's fourth and short, I would never punt the football. Um, but, you know, it, just, it, it also went to show you that Oklahoma's defense, a couple of times, if you noticed in the game, Oklahoma's defense ran off the field thinking, well, they're not going for it again, and had to run back on the field. Um, yep. So he, they, he did a great job of fooling people. And then I've never – I'll tell you the, the thing that I took away from it in Oklahoma, and I think I read in the Daily Oklahoman that it was the first time since 1950 that we were held to three possessions in a half. Yep. Which is one of the most amazing stats that I've seen in a long time. In other words, K-State going for it on fourth town, held the ball, grueled it out, and grinded it out. Unfortunately for them, turned it over in the wrong spots. Um, but um, – how are you going to beat Oklahoma? It's the same way Army almost beat us a couple years ago. Um, you're either going to outscore them or you're just going to never give them a chance to score. He didn't. Right. I think that he thought yeah. for himself, I'm not going to outscore Yeah, them. we're not going to win a shootout. Yeah. So, yeah, no. So, it, it turned into, you know, I wouldn't say it's a classic game. I didn't think it was a beautiful game, but I saw some things that I've never seen before. The three possessions, four attempts at an onside kick, four to five times going for them fourth down. I've never seen those things in a football game before, so. It turned out pretty fun day for me, I guess, and uh, had a lot of respect for K State whenever I left. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't too upset. I mean, I was pretty confident we weren't going to do it three three times in a row. Um, I think Kleiman knows we're not going to win a shootout. So, yep. I, I agree with everything you said. We got to keep the ball, uh, keep OU's offense off the field, keep them from scoring. Um, and I think that uh, going for it on fourth down. I mean. You punt the ball, maybe one. I mean, it's college, right? So maybe one out of eight or nine of those punts, you're going to pin inside the five. Yep. Most of those are going to be touchbacks. They're going to come back out to the 20. You're getting a net 15-yard gain on that. I mean, I agree going for it. 
And I, I think too. he knows he's got it. Field goals aren't going against OU. You got to you got to put the ball in the end zone. So I I I like the aggressiveness. I wish he would do it more. Yeah. Because we don't see that when we play other teams. Well, you're in your when we spoke about the Big Twelve at the beginning of the year, we said K State's going to go through a three game stretch, which is Oklahoma State at Oklahoma State, OU, and Farmageddon next yep. week. That you're going to come out knowing what your season's going to look like in the end. You've got to beat Iowa State next week. That's nothing clear uh, short of. I mean, I think it depends on what your goals for this season are. Um, I mean, up to this point, K State's had the fourth toughest schedule in the country. So they've played, I mean, their non conference, the, uh, I don't remember what the second game was, Illinois State or whoever it was we played. But, but I you mean, don't want to go into the rest of the season with three losses with Texas and Oklahoma State no, still out there. But with. I, I mean, with Skylar Thompson under center. Every Much game from team. this point forward yep. is a winnable game for K-State. Yep. So, it's not – to me, it's not – I hate Iowa State, but it's not the end of the world if we lose Iowa State. But that's the only other game we can lose. I mean, I, yep. I think if you lose that, you've got to beat Texas. You've got to beat – I mean, Texas Tech is – who knows what they are now. I mean, they're off well, and the TCU's on. TCU's defense is so. tough one week and not tough the next, yep. and they're tough. They're, they're, all, they're all tough but KU, but they're all winnable, yep. in my opinion. Yep. So, I mean, the offensive line played great for three – quarters of that game um the if you were listening to it on tv that's one of the big things that they talked about was this offensive line has played probably its best football of the year yep and and they did they looked good the one thing that concerns me a little bit um and and you got to make the plays i mean not everybody makes every play in college football um there was one dropped interception by OU's defenders. It would have been a pick six. And I believe there was another there was a dropped that, that interception. That one was a pick six, and the other one right, was a dropped on the on the, on end, the end zone. Right. And both times when we dropped them and hit them in our hands, K-State, K-State scored. scored. right. So that, that was so a turning. They make one of those two, especially that pick six. I think OU wins by 20 instead yeah. of a close yeah. game. So. That, that's but that's how close wanted, they wanted it to get to the point where he was throwing the ball, though. Right, you know that, yep. and everybody else is yep. going to want that too. That's why they've got to stay in games and not give people the ball. But you know what? Nebraska did the exact same thing to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Look, uh, and the, the week before we played a high school team, um, but uh, Tulane did the same thing. Just grind and grind and grind and yep. grind and and I, they've so far this year. The most possessions Oklahoma has in a game, take away that high school game that we played. But it's like eight to nine possessions a game. We used to have eight to nine possessions a half right? Uh, two to three years ago. And you will again when you're playing some of those teams like the Texas Tech. Yeah, they they have no running game. So right. they're, they can't do that if they wanted to. So you're going to have some of those games still that are going to be pretty high scoring. So, I mean, I think at the end of the day, I was actually talking to a couple guys about this earlier this week. From OU standpoint, I mean, obviously the goal is to, to make the playoffs for them. And uh, I think if you, I mean, if you win the Big 12 and, and the Big 12 championship game, I don't think there's any way you can keep them out, especially with, I mean, I know, let's say Alabama and Georgia the, play against each other in the SEC championship game, and obviously mm-hmm. one of them's going to lose. I think both of them still. They could be a 1-4, so, particularly yeah. if Georgia loses. Uh, they won't be 1-4 because they don't want them to play again. No. So no. they'll be 1-3, one one three. Three, right. But so. that would be um, – Certainly, Georgia. I mean, there's nobody in the ACC. I mean, no, we can all agree with no. that. And Cincinnati's right, the only person right. And right now, the whole thing. you look at the Pac-12. Maybe Oregon, if they run the table from this point forward. But, but you're going to go run up Cincinnati is the people. key there, I think. Yep. So, but I don't think I think oh, you're going to. I think you've got Cincinnati to worry about, and potentially a one-loss Ohio State team. Yep. Well, Ohio State's always going to be in the mix because of Ohio State's right, name. Right. Hey, let's let's speaking of Ohio State, let's talk about this real quick. Did you see the video of Urban Meyer this week? I'm sure you have. Yes, and and did you know it's? I've got my opinion on it. I don't think the video itself looks awful. What I I mean, it's bad. But you ever been drunk in a bar, Kevin, and acted goofy? Nope. Yeah. Never. Never. Me either, but I've seen people do it. Some people have told me I have, but I yeah, don't. I don't I, think I I've have. seen people. But the most disturbing thing for me is, how long does he work a season? It's a while. I mean, I mean, with with his players, yeah, six, yeah. maybe four. I mean, literally, they're they're going to be done by January, right? right. Done right. by January. Yeah, they're not going very far. His excuse for staying back in Ohio was, after the game was he, he needed, needed a little break, right? 
after four weeks into the after season. four weeks in the season when it, instead of getting on the team with some guys that are flying back the whole so I think he become a laughing stock of his own locker room. I think he was before. From yeah. from what I've read, he was before. He's tried to do some things that the that the team has has not been fond of and therefore lost some respect. Obviously this situation's not helping when he canceled the team meeting stuff. Here's my here's my take on it. And and if you don't know what we're talking about, Urban Meyer I was Meyer, gonna tell you paraphrase it a little who, bit. Who case. coaches for the Jacksonville Jaguars, used to be the Ohio State, Florida, Utah, he's been quite a few different places. Always successful. They lost Thursday night last Thursday night. He decided to stay behind and not fly back with the team and apparently he has a restaurant in Columbus, Ohio. So they they were they were in Ohio, so that's why he stayed. Stayed at his restaurant. Supposedly, his wife is at home. Yeah, in he Columbus, he went out so by on his own, or, or his they own. left, and supposedly he uh, got pulled out onto the dance floor. Even that's what he said. Even though he was sitting at the time with some young girl dancing on him, and she was kind of grinding on him. Yeah, you couldn't really tell what his right hand so, was doing. <laughs> So here's my thing. It Phil. didn't look good. Here's my take on it. I think there's one of two explanations. This is my opinion. I have no facts to back this up. I'm just looking at the situation. I'm thinking about it. Number one, I think he wants out of this Jacksonville deal. I think this is a bad deal for him. He's realizing this is way more difficult than he thought it was going to be. Jacksonville's got a long way to go. He's lost the locker room. So this was a way that he could maybe get out of it. And I say that because... Urban Meyer can't go into a, a bar and grill in Salina, Kansas without getting recognized. He right. damn sure can't do it in Columbus, Ohio. Yep. And in today's day and age where everything is captured on a, on a phone and, and loaded that. to the internet, when this was going on, he knew somebody was going to see it and he was going to get busted for this. Yep. Or my Andy other... Andy was hammered, it looked to me like. He, he did have a few drinks, it looked like. Or my other thing is, this was a setup, like... And it doesn't excuse what he did, right? But this gal did this on purpose. Had some friends ready to take the video so she could go viral and become famous, internet famous, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, the the coach, I mean, the owner of the team, uh, chastised him pretty good. Pretty embarrassing to be chastised like that as a grown man. Told that he embarrassed the team, embarrassed himself. He's going to have to gain the respect back. Well, the kids that are 24, 25, 26 years old that are playing for him in the NFL that are multimillionaire kids, he's not getting no. the respect back. No. It's gone. Yep. No, nope, that's, uh, that's they're, they're, they, so. they already didn't like him because he came in coaching a pro team like it was a college game, right. a college team, and, and they already – they were already done. Well, apparently I did see yesterday that the the mother of the gal that was dancing on him uh, came out and said that this is ruining her daughter's life. I'm sitting there thinking, well, maybe her, maybe her daughter should be grinding on a very well publicly known, I guess, celebrity, if that's what you want to call him, you know, out in public when you know you're going to get busted. Maybe you should probably think about that if this, if this is something you didn't want okay, to have, have you Have you – ever caught this with Morgan um if something exciting is going on and I'm just talking about kids in general her age Morgan my daughters how fast do they have a video going oh as as fast as I mean as fast as you can blink I mean I can even find my phone in my pockets <laughs> and they'll have a whole fight videoed yeah. A fight will break out and they almost barely miss the first swing yeah. they'll have things videoed so fast so as a famous person, you have to know. Yeah. A lot of people are more skilled at me than whipping out a camera and starting to get a video. My my daughter, Annabelle, this is kind of a, I mean, let's all, if you get a chance, pray for Lakewood every chance you get. It's like a fight a week out there. Mm -hmm. And Annabelle, and maybe at South Middle, it's the same. I don't know. Um, I just know what goes on yeah, at Lakewood. Um just fights in the hall or fights in the bathroom, fights here, but they got it on video. All of them have it on video all over the school, and you'll go, good grief. If the kids can get their phones out in school, well, you know they got them in a bar. You know, There's nothing of a celebrity, per se, can get away with at this point. Yeah, no. Like I said, I mean, I think he, knows. he, he knew, knew what was going on. Yeah, He is so out of his league up there. Now, by doing this, though, USC's already made a bad decision with Sarkeesian a few years back. Whenever right. Does this knock him out of the running for the USC job or any other 
college football I think job. Right he is now. going to be in the running in any college football job that's available. I mean, obviously, he's not going to go to Marshall or someplace like that. I mean, if he's going back to college, it's going to be a high profile gig. But I just can't see USC offering it to him immediately. Yeah, you're going to no. have to get some space put in this thing. And yep. you know how our news flips. I mean, it's horrible news of this girl two weeks ago was killed up in the national park and her they're looking yep. for her boyfriend but dog's now out all of hunt. a sudden it's kind of went dead and we're yep. on to some chasing a new dog um that guy's been spotted everybody's probably been following this story but you know that he's been spotted from dubai to canada yeah. down in the florida gates somebody said he was in peru just everywhere yeah. he's been everywhere that's fine dogs on the case he'll find him oh my god that's <laughs> what he said he'll bring him back yeah you know, he also said he dogs was within hours him. of finding him and that was like a week and a half ago the, so. the police came out yesterday i thought it was very interesting a twenty-five thousand acre park in uh florida they found a just recently used um smoke area fire, fire pit area and this could be him and i said well yeah could be him or a million other uh, people. Yeah, anybody in that else. Park in yeah. the West. It could be him. And I said, oh, my God. Now, you talk about m- making news out of nothing. Yeah. Well, we got off track there a little bit. We were yes, talking about back Ohio to football. State. Back so, to football. So, let's, let's move on to uh, the big showdown because we can't call it. Uh, it's not, it's not a uh, shootout anymore. It's a rivalry now, Red River rivalry. Well. Big game hate, Saturday morning. Eight weeks, what we call it. I went to Oklahoma yesterday for uh, son had a heart appointment. And. Um, so I got to listen to Oklahoma radio, the WWLS, the sports radio, oh, yeah. which is really, really good radio. And in all God's honesty, if you go back to the days of Al Ashbeck in the early 70s, whenever he graduated from OU, he started a started with uh, – he was a writer in Norman and wrote for the for the OU as while well. he was in college and then went to the Norman script. He started this sports radio craze that's literally taken over the United States, but almost sports radio was born – for this part of America, born in Norman, Oklahoma, through Al Ashback, who's just a legend uh, down there. Ugliest man that ever lived, but just a complete legend. If you go to any game before the game, he's the guy that's back there, a little short guy that interviews him. But but you go listen to him. This is a big week for those guys. I mean, it's, it's nothing but OU Texas hate on the radio. Oh, yeah. Tons of fun to listen to. I, I, uh, I hate to say uh, – What's even going to happen in the game? Because I could tell you that starting in about 2000, well, 2000, we beat the Thunder out of them the year we won the national championship. But um, but then from a one through about nine, the two of us were ranked one, first or to tenth in the country every year. And I think four times we went into the game ranked first. They beat us, one of them. We won the other three. But then they've went in ranked higher than us, and we beat them the years they ranked – you just don't know in this yep. game. It's one of those games that nobody knows till the yep. smoke settles afterwards. Um, I like our chances. I don't like the fact that Bijan Robinson is such a good running back. That's spooky yep. because we're not great at stop and run, as you could tell by last week. Yep. And Charles Thompson's boy, the old OU quarterback, can run like old Charles Thompson yeah, used to. I think – Think, but he doesn't pass as well. I think the interesting thing here is obviously K State kind of. I mean, to your point, um, it's happened this year. It happened last year with Army, so it's not groundbreaking by any stretch. But I think K State has kind of laid a little bit of it, the groundwork on how to slow OU down. I yep. wouldn't go so far as say beat them. And a good offensive line and a good running back is paramount to that. And Texas has that. Yep, Texas has so both. and a pretty good defense. Outside too. of that, I would say OU should. I won't say easy, but should win this. But obviously, watching that game last week and knowing Texas has some of those same strengths that OU had or that K State has, I would be a little concerned from OU. But I would also tell you that uh, Sarkeesian uh, has, at least as a head coach, has shown me that you never know what he's going to do. So even though he has the pieces to to slow OU down, he'll probably come out passing 60 times a game or something like that. You never know what he's going to do. So. He's never been in this game either before, and I'm telling you, it's it's every every player, every everybody that's went through Oklahoma says the whole thing is a whole different animal. Yep. You, so what, there's no places in America that you'll go that forty thousand of the seats are orange and forty thousand of the seats are red. And I think that's red. so cool when you and, see the overhead shots and it's split down the middle. Yep. I think. And uh, 
It's it, it, and the, you know Oklahoma always have thought it's had a great advantage. We always are in the south end zone where they run out at, and um, so we can really give them hell or really cheer better yep. on our end. And there's nothing you can do about switching that around because they're not going to come and sit in Oklahoma's end. Right. I don't know why they split, why they don't go back and forth, but maybe that's a big logistics trouble for people who go yeah. every year. Um, so what's your prediction? Oh, I. I think it'd be probably like twenty four twenty one Oklahoma, something hmm. like that. So I, I think should it'll take stay, the under. <laughs> I think it'll stay low. I don't see us. I, so far, I, I told you at the beginning of the year that the the people who do the picking said that we had the best wide, best wide receiver crew in the United States. I have not seen that yet. At any, J- Jaden Hazelwood hasn't even hardly made a bleep on anybody's butt yet. Yep. Mims played decent last week. Right. Stogner, our wide receiver. The truth is, the white kid who's a walk-on, Bob Stoops', Stoops son, yeah. probably has played as well as any of yep. them, and he's definitely not a five-star recruit like the rest of those yep. kids are. The transfer from Tennessee Woods hasn't hardly done anything. So, either they don't have it or they're going to all put it together at one time. If they get it all put together tomorrow and pass the ball – then I'll change that line and start doing the things I think that they should have been. I'd change it to like 38-24 Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, I do, you know, Tanner and I have talked a little bit about OU, and I actually – he was telling me about the podcast that the uh, the radio guys for OU yeah. do, and I went back and listened to it for the K-State game because the, the one, I, I can't remember his name. Dave Ackard. Yeah. The old Talks singer. about uh, how K-State always plays that 2003 video and he hates it and yeah. and uh, hates to go there because he knows they're going to play it and all that kind of stuff. So I was listening to that podcast. And one of the things I got out of that podcast, because they said just in that one hour-long podcast, they said it like six times, that every week Lincoln Riley says they're so, so close. Yep, They just haven't made it he over that Every hump. press conference he says it. I will, I will tell you, I, I after watching, I've watched him twice now. Um, and watching that game last week, I, I'm I'm more inclined to agree with him because, like I said, two dropped interceptions that they catch that hit him right in the hands. That's a 20 point win, and that win looks completely different than than the six point win that it ended up being. Right, they're close. They are close. Where did, where did you are know? they ever going to come over the hump? Is right. The That's what's spooky. And it, and sometimes in the years past, it took a loss to get us over the hump, and. Um, one of the things last week that I did like that we haven't done this year is they moose Rattler out of the pocket against you guys. It, he is not a pocket passer I, that we got yep. used to, but when he's when he's on the move, he's a hundred times better quarterback. If we can keep him moving, um, I think we improve dr- dramatically. Yep. Uh, but it's it's. Hell, I'm not no football coach. You know, Lincoln Riley knows what he's. I mean, <laughs> yes, he's going to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, Yep. I mean, people do get your tendencies after they play you a few times and start figuring out, hey, here's some ways to be. And so they have to make adjustments themselves. And Lincoln Riley may get to the point where he needs to start making adjustments. But he's a smart enough guy. He's going to figure that stuff out. So since we're recording this on a Friday, we got college football coming up all weekend. Well, NFL too. But uh, since we're doing it right before a weekend, you got any uh, locks of the week? We used to do that last mm. year. and Do you know I, I like uh, – there was a couple in there that I guess listened to the guys on the radio yesterday, and I thought, and I didn't bring my spreadsheet. Florida my Atlantic spreadsheet. is one of yours. Yeah, Florida, uh, no, uh, University of Alabama, Birmingham, UAB. Um, like them, like Coastal Carolina. Yeah, he did like Coastal Carolina. They did cover last night. Yeah. So. Um, liked. Uh, I thought yours on this. And I, I, I thought was, FAU was yours on this. Uh, uh, no, I don't I have AAU, AUB on there. Nope. They wrote it down wrong. Well, <laughs> you wrote it, Tara. We'll no, get to I the bottom it. of this. Let's see, I texted it yesterday. Let's Jimmy. This could be detrimental, but but a wins. If we can pull a win out, <laughs> I. But I came so close because listening to the guys on sports radio, they kept every one of them said lock Coastal Carolina, lock them and in. They they were right, and, uh, and they were uh, the dogs in it, weren't they? No, they were favored. Were they? Oh, they yeah, were they were okay. favored by a lot. Okay, they were favored by nineteen. Okay, and it's they UABs. I'm gonna check my text here. But um, but anyway, going OU in the future. If OU wins that ball game tomorrow, it doesn't get a ton easier. But if we win tomorrow, then we're TCU, Texas Tech, Kansas, I think, and then finally get our first bye week. We don't get our first bye week into the ninth week. Win tomorrow, 
you got a pretty darn good chance of going into the Oklahoma State game undefeated in Oklahoma State to see how they turn out. Oklahoma State looks a hell of a lot better than what I thought they did, and maybe Joel yeah. might be right on our predictions early. It's looking better them. than it was yeah. after the beginning of the season. We were both kind of giving them crap yeah. after week one or two, whenever that was, but looking yeah. better now. So. Yeah, they're looking pretty good in Big 12 play so far. But, you know, one that probably shocked me if, if we go back and look at week-to-week games, I think I'm not shocked that they lost. I'm shocked at the way that Arkansas got dominated yeah. by Georgia. Now, if we sit here and say, hey, we're going to pick this game and because uh, Arkansas played Arkansas played Texas and lost to Texas, does that mean Georgia's going to beat Texas 42 to nothing? Or, you know, it's that, those kind of comparisons are kind of silly. But it does make you realize Georgia is really, really good. Yeah, they are. Better than everyone else, I think. I think better than Alabama. And, and we took that as the team pick. I really like Georgia this week. I do, too. I'm, I'm scared of the hook a little bit there. But, uh, you know, one of the one of the games I didn't really look at too much um, until it was brought up yesterday was uh, LSU against uh, Kentucky. So, LSU just lost to Auburn. Yep. Kentucky's ranked like 18th in the country. Yep. It's at Kentucky. Big game for them. LSU only comes there about once every six years or so. Um, it's only a three-point spread, and everybody's pretty down on LSU right now, saying Orgeron's gone, and they're not going to win another SEC game. So, I, I like Kentucky in that game. I think Kentucky, <laughs> Kentucky just beat Florida by more than three. Yep. And I think, to your point with these comparisons, I think we would all agree Florida's better than LSU. Yep. So it seems like that should be an easy cover, but Does, okay. it never is. L, I have to remember. You have to remind me where these people went. Where did LSU's defensive coordinator from the national championship team go? They, I mean, they both are gone. Both, both coordinators, coordinators are gone. gone. The defensive yeah, coordinator is gone. Went, but and Joe Burrows is gone. Yep. So all of a sudden, Ed Orjon, go Tigers, is not as good. As <laughs> <laughs> We're doing impressions now. <laughs> but but anyway, he. Uh, Oh, I'm going to do another impression for you. There's a Uh-oh. guy that I just literally can't – I even I, I'll just turn TV off if he comes on the TV. He, and, uh, and I don't even like saying his name right. But he's a um, big Texas fan. Sets on the sidelines in basketball games. Goes to all the football games. He does hot videos for them. You know who I'm talking Matthew about? Matthew McConaughey? Matthew The Minister of Culture. I love that nickname, by the way. The Minister of – and he'll get on there and say, Hey, boys, y'all come on down here. We're going to really get after Oklahoma. More horns up than horns down. <laughs> All that soft talking. Oh, he just – I mean, I just want to throw up every time I hear him talk. I don't even like watching <laughs> him in the movies. And oh, I, I, I went over to – I went to um, Oklahoma-Texas game uh, at home in basketball – and he had a seat on the Texas bench yes. during a basketball yeah. game. He's the minister oh my of culture. God, he is—he's a dick. I don't like Matthew McCall, whatever his name is. Don't like him. He's—he uh, says he—he he doesn't understand that the stadium split fifty-fifty. He goes, let's bring more horns up than horns down. <laughs> well, oh. I, I got one more sports thing. I know there's a couple right. other things you want to talk about. <laughs> one more sports question for you. So, have you had the opportunity? I know you guys get together on Monday nights quite a bit uh, for foot, your fantasy football league. But yep. have you had the opportunity to watch the Peyton and Eli broadcast on Monday Night Football? Have not seen it yet. That is pure gold. I know it would have to be. It is. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, they've got the normal Monday Night Football game on yep. ESPN. And then on ESPN2... They have Eli and Peyton. They're sitting at home, I mean, in their own homes, and uh, commenting on the game, and then they bring people on. So there's a lot of different people that come on over the course of a of a game. I think they usually bring about maybe four or five people on. Um, I know Eli got in trouble for flipping off the camera last week, but uh, it's – I will just say this. If you haven't had the – if you if you like uh, to watch Monday Night Football, you've probably already seen it, but if not, go watch it. It is, it is a – Great combination of insight and information yep. of of two of the great quarterbacks of our generation yep. getting to watch them and, and you give you that insight. Is, of the two. On the on the flip side of that, they're also joking around, giving people crap. Um I don't remember who the there was one team that had, the first week I watched it, they were talking about a defensive back. What and, did it have and, been the and, Oakland or not Oakland, Las Vegas I can't Raiders? I remember who it was. And Peyton, Eli made a comment to Peyton about that 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 was the only defensive back that that 
Peyton had a higher completion percentage too than Marvin Harrison in, in Indianapolis. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they rib each other, and uh, it's hey, they, pretty good time. I'd so. say they, they went out as a family, and they're Archie Manning, their dad, and Eli, Peyton, and their brother Cooper go out on speaking engagements together in the offseason. So, you know, fe- February of about two or three years ago, Express hired them to come and set just on a stage and just dad got up and just took the microphone and started asking the boys questions that maybe some people had mailed in. Of all the speakers that I've heard in my world, I think I enjoyed those four guys more than I've yep. ever enjoyed anybody. Yep. Uh, and not just because they're sports, they're just the funniest guys. Now, right. sports has got a lot to do with it, too. But their brother Cooper's just hilarious. Now their brother Cooper's got a, a son who's supposed to be the next Peyton Manning. Evidently, Better. five star, yeah. bigger, stronger. Only a junior, I think, in high school now. R- visited with has been visiting with Lincoln Riley. I think we got about a one percent chance to get him. But with us going to the SEC, I don't think it's out of the question. Um, they like Lincoln Riley. Eli runs around with, the, with Lincoln Riley a lot, and uh, so you never know. Um, there's yeah. another, there's an, another um, guy that I think's coming in their footsteps that I think's pretty funny too, and just happens to be an OU guy. <laughs> Baker's pretty funny in his commercials. Uh, he is. Um, <laughs> I like the nacho in the the, the, the question there, Phil, <laughs> is if it's the people writing the commercials. Or Baker Mayfield, because they are hilarious commercials. Yeah. I'll give him that. He does a good so. job of pulling it off. He does a better job of that than he does quarterback for Cleveland. Because <laughs> yeah. he don't write the plays in Cleveland either. Well, if, <laughs> last week, or the last podcast, we talked some about restaurants and some of the places here in town, good, yep. bad, the ugly. I got to tell a story real quick. So, Buffalo Wild Wings was one of them that was on our – attack surface last week if that's what we want to call it um how it's gone downhill you and i both yeah. used to go there a lot rarely go there now don't do get into the, all a variety of reasons because it's it's a i think the concept and and what it has to offer can be gold if it's managed correctly yeah. um, unfortunately it's not here hey if the beer was just cold i'd be happy well half the time they don't even have the beer so <laughs> but uh so last saturday was homecoming at south and so we were in Jerry Ivy taking pictures, all the kids, all that kind of stuff. Well, then all the kids go off to dinner. But our kids are still freshmen. They can't get to the school themselves, so we, we were going to have to go pick them up and take them to the dance, all that kind of stuff. So we they went to Tucson's. So we thought, well, let's go. I thought, this was my fault. I thought, let's go someplace close to Tucson's. That way we'll be there when the kids call and they're ready to go. A couple people can jump in cars and go pick them up and take them. We're right there. It's not going to take very long to get there, all that kind yeah. of stuff. So we're thinking about where can 16 people go for a beer or two. So we decided to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. And I, I know it's Saturday. It's 16. There's going to be a challenge here. I know that going into it. I've experienced it way too much with these guys. I walk in. And there's a line of people lined up behind the, the hostess stand all the way out the door. And so I asked everybody in line, I said, have you guys checked in or are you in line to check in? No, nope, we've already checked in. I said, great. I walk up, skip the line. I walk up to the host stand so I can get checked in, see what kind of wait time we're looking for. We're going to go from there. Was it that busy in there? It wasn't that busy. No, it was maybe a third full, but they don't have yeah. the staff to, right. to fill it up. So anyway, so I, st- I stand at the host stand for like five minutes. There's like six different employees that look at me, but nobody actually comes over to do anything about it. <laughs> so finally, this gal came over, and she's like, can I help you? And I said, yeah, I want to get checked in. I've got a party of... She turns around and walks off. I looked at the guy standing next to me. I said, I guess we were done with that conversation. <laughs> he starts laughing at me. I stand there for about another 45 seconds. She comes back. Asked me again, sorry about that. I had to take care of something I forgot. What do you need? I said, well, I want to check in. Party of 16. Of course, first, she kind of flips out a little bit, rolls her eyes. and Was y'all just drinking? So, going to have drinks? Well, we, no, we were going to eat. We were probably yeah. going to eat some. Okay. We were probably going to stick around. So um, so she, she said, okay, well, I, I checked some people in, and you'll be behind them, but I didn't write their name down, so I need to go find <laughs> out who they were. And I'm looking around going, oh, this is going to be fun. Well, as you can expect, about halfway through, we've got multiple people arguing back there about who was there first. Yeah. 
So she rolls her eyes, turns around, stomps off. She's like, nobody wants to answer my question, so I'm just not going to check anybody in. And I'm sitting there going, well, that's a great solution for the problem here. Mm. Um, <laughs> so after the everybody kind of calmed down and she started just seating people, she's like, you're first in line, so go. And I said, hey, we could all go into the, uh, into the patio up front. It was a nice day. There was nobody out there. And so she's like, yeah, that's a great idea. We'll get it set up for you. Well, of course, people behind me are like, well, how come he's getting seated and we're still waiting, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I was like, it's fine. No big deal. Well, as I'm standing there waiting, three different groups of people are walking out of the store or out of the restaurant. And as they walk by, they look at every may say, y'all need to turn around and leave. Do not come in here. They can't get your drinks right. They can't get your food right. They're severely understaffed for the people that are already here. You should leave. So we turned around and left. That's not what you want in a restaurant, going back to what we I, talked you know, about before. No, it's not. But I, I do have a little bit of sympathy for them. Is I know how tough it is to find people. I mean, it's, it, no one wants to work. Yeah. And some that do, I'm going to tell you something. As a, as a person myself, maybe even you, in some ways we have to change to the ones that do show up. Yes. Because I think they end up going – to hell with it. Oh, absolutely. I'm not going to get my ass chewed out every time because nobody else will come to work. So it's almost like as an Americans or as just the way it is today, we need to be nicer to people who actually are there. But, but they, you know, I understand their frustration because I, I, I would probably walk out to my daughter. No, let's not say my daughter. I don't want to get her in trouble. My person I know <laughs> says a uh, edit all, that out. The, all the time says. I get sick of the way people... I'm just going to walk off sometime. Yep. I get sick of the way because she does retail, you know, che yep. checking out people at registers and stuff. And she says... I mean, she's only 16 years old. She don't want to be up there getting her ass chewed out by angry customers because yeah. there's nobody. So... Yeah, I, I get that. I don't disagree with you. I try I, not to be rude to I wasn't to trying to be rude to the people all. that were no, there. No, I know. I just it think just, it's funny. So you're going to see... You need to only seat the people you have the staff to help, number right. one. Which I think they were doing that because, like I said, the restaurant was only about a third of the way yeah. full. Sign but if you're going to do that, something. you need to take care of those people. You should not have people walking out saying, you need to turn around and leave. <laughs> yeah, do not go out. sit down. You will it's, not have a good experience. You know, I've, I've done it to myself two or three times. I've gone back because I like it. And like you said, I like yeah. the concept of it. And two, the last two to five times I've left and just said, Kid, do you, you? I used to show you. I used to have like thirty thousand points and mm -hmm. stuff. We, I mean, we went there all the time. Yep. And now I, I leave most days going. Ugh. Yeah. Wings, cold beer, and ten football games on TV on a Saturday. What afternoon. can you? What can you goes wrong? What could go wrong? Well, but anyway, I, not just <laughs> blasting them. There's a few others that. So. But they're just hot on the list right now. We did have some comments, though. So I am yeah. going to get to the prize giveaways and stuff on the on the Facebook page. So I do appreciate everybody interacting with us and making comments on the last uh, podcast in regards to uh, the, the, the conversation we had about restaurants. So, all right, Philip, where are we going from here? What you got over hey, there? Hey, I've got – let's just – let's talk a little bit about – it's not a big – not a big thing to a lot of people, particularly local elections – um, they're just not the turnout on them is so incredibly poor, but the bitching about the people who get elected is so incredibly high that it ought to be the other way around. Welcome to social media. You know, you just, I, I would, I would venture to say a population of 50,000, which would mean probably what? 35,000 registered voters in Salina, something like that. Mm, I think it's less than that. I, I doubt 10% vote in for city commissioners. Um, on just a standalone general election, right. I would agree with that. Yeah, if it yeah, happens during alone. a presidential election or, yeah, or governor or something yeah. like that, it's higher, right. So November 2nd is, we'll vote for... Yep, general election, yep. Uh, and, and the main thing on the ballot, for if you're a city of Salani person, is... City commissioners. City commissioners. Yep. And, the, and school board now, because that's become is, an issue. School board's on there. And uh, I don't know the uh, school board people. Okay, so there may be a little blip in that little section there because <laughs> yeah. I had to stop for a second and take a phone call. But I'm saying I think maybe around 10% would vote in these, these local elections only if there's not a standalone 
um, state of Kansas or a presidential election, or Senate, right. that kind of stuff. So, so low turnout. And then, the but the number of people that they got on this petition for the the one ballot question that we have on there is um, they had to have over sixteen hundred right signatures to be able to get it on the ballot. And this is you had to have it in by back in June, maybe no, no later than that, maybe August. I can't tell you exact dates, but they they had to have it. Uh, had to have it in sometime in the last month or more to be able to get it on the ballot. Right. And what they got on there was this petition. This petition is proposed ordinance to uh, that's headed to the ballots. The uh, the petition which has in excess, and I'm reading this from ksal.com. Um, the petition which has in excess of 1,600 valid signatures, so it had in excess. Right. Well, that's a pretty good number of turnout. Yep. For people who signed it was submitted late last month. There are concerns of the validity and legality of the proposed ordinance, though, and the commissioners are waiting for a court ruling. So whenever they do this, whatever, it's gone to vote, and so we'll figure out what it is. But what they're trying to do is um, um, the commission has to, wants to be told or told or not to be told that they can prohibit, um, okay, let me just read it one more time. Okay. We're going to clear this up. The commissioners discuss a petition which would prohibit city ordinances regarding issues like wearing face coverings and limiting capacities at businesses. So basically, these people do not want the city commission to have the ability to make you wear face coverings or don't want them to have the ability to limit the capacity at basically restaurants, Right. right? Yep. Uh, that's what it is. So they're going to, they had to go through and make a vote and would say whether they're going to, are they going to pass this ordinance, submit into the vote of the electors? Uh, so that's what they did. Yeah. They, that's, they've turned it over. But, I, but now I go all the way to the point of who would you rather have making your decisions? Well, I, I think here's the, here's the, ch- here's the, the issue with this, um, with this ordinance that they're trying to pass is, the city doesn't, and I know it specifically came up because of COVID. Obviously, it they is. specifically mentioned yeah. the masks and and the limiting the the attendance or the number of it's people. It's what that garnered the sixteen hundred plus. So Seniors. here here's the challenge: you've got a county that has their own government, right? And they have the public health department, so they're the ones that are going to make those declarations for emergencies, whether it's health or whatever. Okay. And then you've got the city who's also making mandates. Yep. But they don't have anything to do with the declaration of emergency and all that kind of stuff. So we had the situation last year where the county comes out and says, all right, everybody's got to wear masks. We've got to limit. The city does the same. Well, then when the county repealed theirs, the city kept theirs. What the hell are we supposed to do now? Yeah. I mean, who's. Who's, Who's more in charge? Right. So the idea here is that when it comes to public health, in my opinion, this is what I believe I read, if I remember correctly. When it comes to situations like that, the county needs to make those decisions. The city needs to stay out of it because they don't have the public health department that's making these uh, these requirements. Now, when he went to the city, the city has the option to vote for that and just pass it and move on. But you're asking the city to take powers away from those commissioners and those commissioners aren't going to vote to do that. Just yep. like Jimmy and I got into an argument about term limits last night. I get off subject a little bit here. Who's got to who's got to who's got to present that bill and vote on it? The people that you're trying to limit. That's never going to happen. No, that, it's one of the things I do like about Roger Marshall, though, is he has stepped up and done some of the things that he said back in election. That's one of them. He well, liked to put term it's, limits. It's easy to say that when you know it's never, never going to gonna, come to yeah. vote. And, so. and the, he, he went in and said he didn't want some of this, and we'll talk maybe in the next podcast more about this uh, this craziness that goes on up there, this trillion-dollar relief yeah. package that they're trying to put together. And the Democrats can't even decide on – I mean, they're, they are $2 trillion off on each other. And now, yeah. now, wrap that around your head. <laughs> the Democrats are $2 trillion apart. Yeah. The – you know the the more conservative and the I don't I, we're never going to get it they're never yep. going to figure it out they the infighting for them is going to be so horrible. Um, have you seen? I mean, we're going to just chase a rabbit for me. <laughs> have you seen the the um, fake White House fake like it's like fake Oval Office that they're doing Joe Biden's press conferences in so that they can set up 
so they can set up tele like video screens and, and stuff. So, yeah, uh, yeah. But it's it's a fake thing of the Oval Office up on a stage. First time I ever. I mean, he has to have teleprompters. It's a fact. Yeah. He has to have teleprompters. <laughs> um, but anyway, back yeah, to back, back to, to our this. local so, stuff. So 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 they could have just voted for it. Right. But they're voting to limit their power, which is very rare that somebody's going to right. vote in favor of that. So the next option, since they did not vote for it, was it's got to go. They on have the a ballot. certain amount of days to respond to it, and then ultimately it's going to go on the ballot, right? Yep. So here's the only thing, and I don't know the answer to this, and I don't know if you do or not. If, if not, we'll have to figure this out. My guess is this is going to be one of those ordinances because it's a yes or no question when you go to vote. That's going to be written so very confusing to people that you're. Some people are going to vote yes when they mean to vote no, and some people are going to vote no when they mean to vote yes because they don't really know how. Because I, I see you. the signs that say vote yes, yes or vote no. Vote yes, but it doesn't good really health. say what for. Well, it, it says, says vote, vote yes, yes for good health no. and vote or vote no for good health and salina. Vote yes for good. health. So yeah. I was confused on it by reading the signs. Okay, and I was going to bring this up earlier. I've went into the ballots i mean i've went in before and left to go and i hope i voted the way i wanted to vote yes because i didn't on when some I read of these ordinances this, I'm so they confused. write them i don't know horrible uh, yeah potentially um and probably the way i just read what it was all about is about as confusing as it can be but potentially what the city wanted to do is just take no action to prompt uh to prompt the petitioners to take illegal action to try to get it right. passed but i don't know if it goes on the ballot and it passes then does that mean that the power is taken away from the city? Or yeah, to me, I'm just like you. Let the county handle it. Yeah, the, the, we don't need two different governing bodies making the same decision. Well, then there's one above her, the county too. The governor could right. say something. It's right. a state, you know. So it's it's in so many different hands that it's almost out of hand. And then the next uh, election is the city. And now there's eight people running for three open spots on the city election. Yep. I. If you want to learn about it, we're not gonna. You're not gonna learn anything big by listening to Kevin and Philip Project, but um, I think the only place in Salina that you can really go find the answers that you want to find out about the people that are running is you have to go to that League of Women Voters of Salina. Go to their webpage. They send out questionnaires to everybody on yep. the ballot. They answer the questions. If I was going to endorse anybody on it, I don't know very many of the people hardly at all. I would endorse my copic right out of the bat. I mean, you read his answers. You know he's a local guy. You know he owns a business in town. You know his family's from here and always going to be here. And I went and read some of their stuff. Anything Mike and the things that Mike's done so far, I'm certainly not against. Yep. Um, and but you, one, some of the questions they ask people like Mike, and then you go back and you can read the answers to each one of these. They have to answer the questions in uh, limit each, each response to hundred words or less. Right. So they ask which first one, what's your motivation for seeking office? And do you fully understand what the office entails? Do you as a listener, do you Kevin fully understand what the office entails? Oh, probably not. I would say I probably know more than the average person, but not all that it entails. No, I, and, and I don't think that I've told you before on this podcast that I was the mayor of my little town or yep. what we called, we had a board. And so we took turns kind of like Salina does being the he the head of the board. Basically, whenever you're the head or the mayor, that means you get to call the, the, the meeting to, to order and call for the vote and things like that. So this is a little bit different animal. Um, but you know, and, and he says exactly like exactly what I would say. Yes. After serving on the city commission for four years, now I true duly understand the amount of time dedication it takes to serve. Well, that right there is a, a head start because you would have to do. I mean, so basically when you go in, you I can imagine new representatives, new senators, Marshall and guys like that that think they have all these great ideas. We're going to go to yep. Washington, D.C. and set the world yep. on fire. And it's then all, they'll get up yeah. there and find out it's all bullshit. Yep. A big game. And they'll that, kill any confidence yep. and any enthusiasm yep. you have for that very quickly. Yep. And so I, it makes you wonder, and maybe guys like Gary Marshall have the personality, or not Gary Marshall, uh, Doctor Marshall. Maybe it's uh, wasn't Gary Marshall. He was the he wrote Laverne Shirley, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> the Fonz. He was a part of the building the Fonz. But anyway, Doctor Roger Marshall, he he actually has put some th ideas that I go. That's the things he said he was going to do. Right. 
But every time, Get squash. Boom. Yeah. So I got to point out, you just got a a, a a true Phil Heath original right there. You you meant to say do truly understand. You said true duly understand. <laughs> <laughs> just had to point oh, that out. Well, that I knew Philip a guy Heath named, I knew a guy named True Dooley, and it makes me say that every now and then. So no, I I agree <laughs> with you, and and it's interesting. I'm just happy that we're we're because Melissa Rose is or Melissa Hodges is not running for yeah. her off her seat anymore. So it'd be nice to uh, not New, have her vote no on everything, yep. just to vote no and then stick it in people's faces after. You know, one so of the other questions that the League of Women Voters asks, which is an interesting question that I would like a lot of people to answer, and every town in America is doing this that's out trying to attract new people, but they say, it's been said that Salina's main attraction to new or expanding enterprises is quality of life. What does quality of life mean to you? And as a commissioner, what would you want want reduced, preserved, or expanded? Well, drive around town a little yeah. bit. I can get you some reduced pretty <laughs> fast. And the expansion has been ongoing, yeah. I feel like, in our town. It's, you know, on the, the southeast side of town, um, we're just continuing to build houses. And and then follow follow the 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 east side of town, all the way up to the north side, nearly where Schooler is. It's just continuous building, right. but that's only places in town I think that you can build. Yeah, but they're building nice in some areas, more affordable homes, and some high, some areas nicer homes. But um, he he Hoppick says number one, a clean, safe place to live and work. Number two, good schools. Number three, quality parks and facilities for youth activities, which we've yep. upgraded and doing a great job at. Wide variety of arts and culture opportunities, and then quality housing. Well, it yeah. seems to me like they're trying on every one of those levels, in my mind. Yep. It looks to me like we're – I don't have a lot to bitch about. Well, There's and I some, think – you, I can find things to I, bitch about. But. From the housing standpoint, I mean, I, I think that there's some – I mean – for the most part, Salinas had some pretty low wages that have, yep. have stayed pretty constant over time over the past decade or so. Um, I, you know, with One Vision moving in, obviously the Big Schwans plant that they're building, Great Plains adding on. I think there's an opportunity here if they can find the people to staff those positions. But we also have to house them because we know those people aren't coming from this community. If they are, they're just going to open up job or they're just going to leave other places and leave them with an issue. So we got to yep. attract people to the community and right now we have no housing for them nope. so that's been a big thing um the the uh, city manager mike who is in ambucks there i go i mentioned ambucks on this one i, I did a present or i got to yes, have an opportunity I, and i said i got to make sure i, I mention ambucks every time but he gave us a presentation a couple weeks ago during ambucks and talked about the housing issue and there are a lot of projects that are one of them just got announced here within the last week there's a couple other ones that are on that are going to be announced here pretty soon to, to get some more housing in here, more affordable housing here. So, um, now is it always housing or do you, do you think Salina could expand its, um, maybe higher end, um, apartment complexes, uh, yeah. nicer apartment complexes. Um, a lot of the apartments in town are a little bit getting older. Yeah. No, I think and I, the housing thing's new. I mean, it's not new, it's been building, but I think, where it's a crisis level right now is because of these factories and businesses that are, are trying to bring people and attract more yep. people here. We just don't have the the housing for them right now. So if somebody wanted to move from Wichita to Salina to go work at One Vision, they get no place to live. And they're not going to drive back and forth from Wichita every day. So no, Not from now on. Not when yep. you can find the same paying job in Wichita. Yeah. Well, That's one the, thing the I wanted to mention, going back have. to the ordinance you were talking about, that that Mike did mention, he talked a little bit about this at Ambux as well, um, that was interesting to me. Because of the timeline, when they got that petition in, it is being um, contested for its validity for a multiple legal reasons that are way above my head when I try to understand them. Um, and that's in courts right now getting worked out. The, the challenge was because they submitted the petition so late in the process to go through that process. And if it would have went to the legal review and let's say it, it turns out it's good, yep. it's going to be too late 
for the general election this year. So what they decided to do was go ahead and put it on the ballot. However, it is also in this legal review process. What I don't know the answer to, Philip, is if it goes ahead and votes, because they will not have the decision before the vote, and it gets voted, yes, I believe, whatever is good and as far as limiting the city's power on those decisions. Mm-hmm. Is it enacted at that point, or do you have to wait because you don't want to enact it and then have the legal review and then say, nope, never mind, this wasn't submitted the right way, therefore we're throwing it out. I don't know what that process is going to look like after I don't the fact because you don't usually. If you read the choices that they had, it seems to me like it's all going to wind up in in court. Yeah, it's going to come down to court. So I never understand this voting yes and no because I remember in years past we voted no multiple times about cleaning up the the the, the river. The river. Yeah, but then it passed. Right. So. I don't know how voting yes and no even matters anymore because somebody well, can just overtone the vote. And the, so I think this is where your comment yeah. about voter turnout comes into play. Why does it matter, right? Yeah. And and the water park was the one that always kind of got me. Cause, and, and I'm not saying I wasn't for or against it. Right. But the first time it got voted down, but the second time when they voted it, they also wrapped up a whole bunch of other right. stuff within that yep. same issue or that same budget issue and – we Those were things a, that the city had to have. Yeah, and so it ends up getting voted for. Yep. And now, because we have to have these trucks to clean the streets in the wintertime and all this other stuff that's wrapped up into it, and the pool and the, and the water parks kind of gets approved because yep. it's a bundled deal. Yep. So It's and, like being convicted for the same crime three times. <laughs> we just do it. Do it so. anyway. Just wrap it back up. Last, uh, you know, we're getting close to wrapping yep. up here. And the last thing Kevin mentioned earlier that he went to the South's homecoming parade and did you did you go watch the parade down by the high school and everything? I, I did. Yeah, we went to you the sat parade. Down. Okay, I want to tell you what. First time ever in my life I drove in the parade. Now, when I was a kid or younger, not a kid, when I was in my late twenties, I used to clown for the Shriners, <laughs> uh, so I was in a lot of the parades back I then. I did not but know this, that. Yeah, I was a Shriner clown for several years. But anyway, the. Uh, I drove the uh, my truck, and we put banners on the side for the vets, and they yep. played music out of the back of my truck, and, and the girls danced from, and I'm telling you, dancing all the way from the Masonic Hall to the high school. That's, that's our route. They were too, sweating yeah. pretty good yeah. by the time they got there. But I'm going to tell you what, I, uh, I got dirty looks, a couple of horns down, um, and... Uh, and one of my horns down friends was just calling me, oh, Richie Walton. Well, I thought I was that was Walton, yeah. yeah. But, um, but it, I have my big OU tag on the front of my truck driving down the parade. So it didn't go over real well. But anyway, homecoming event was a lot of fun for the kids. Uh, really good turnout by the community. Probably was for Souths as well. And, um, and so our homecoming game is... Tonight. 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 Well, Homecoming tomorrow night. I'm, I'm going to mention one thing that really stuck in my craw. Is that still, can I still say that? Oh, yeah. Okay. About Souths. And I don't know, judging from what I saw, Central's was, was way better. Um, there was definitely not as many floats as I had hoped for. But what really upset me, and I'm getting old, so it's been a long time since I was in high school. But they had a float for the football team which was a trailer with some bales of hay and the football team sitting on them. Um, They had a a float for the volleyball team, which was pretty much the same thing. The soccer team didn't even make a float. So apparently the (laughs) soccer team right now and and all that, they don't, they, they, because Morgan was required to be there for the volleyball float. Soccer team there, they did a team dinner that night. So they didn't even go to the pep rally or the parade or anything because they had a team dinner. But here's my thing. When I was in high school, it was a big deal for the homecoming. Like, as a class, we got together. And and when I say we, there's usually like 40 or 50 of us. But we got together for quite a few days over the course of a few weeks to build our float for the homecoming parade. <laughs> Y'all did? did you, what did you? It was a big deal. And we had contests oh, and yeah. everything. So this year, only three of the classes had a float. And only one of the classes put any effort into it whatsoever. Like, yep. I think the senior class one, it literally just said seniors on the back, and that was it. Oh, no. I, I was kind of – the seniors this year, and Harper, my senior, helped with it. 
and they had a group of senior kids, you know, that did it. They did the uh, – looks like the Titanic was sinking on the back of a boat. They had built a ship, had the, had the uh, smokestacks going up, and on the back it said sink whatever team they're playing tonight, whatever. Um, so it was a pretty good float. Then the uh, – did you have a fire truck in your float? No. There's an old antique fire truck that some yeah. guy drives. Colwell Banker, I think, owns that. Yeah. I saw pictures uh, of so it. So I yeah. think that would have been – and then there was some pretty good old cars for the kids. And there was about three other floats. And like you said, the football boys just sat on a semi. Yeah. They could do a little different for something. something. Yeah. Um, the class ones were the ones that bothered me. That, like, yeah. it's not – apparently it's not a thing anymore, which I won't get into the apathy of some of the kids these days and things like that. We can save that for another time. But, yeah, it was uh, – we had the we had the three class floats that were brutal. We had the two, the volleyball and, and the football, and then the cars with the homecoming yeah. queen candidates, and, and that was it. But it was it was I was pretty disappointed in the class float. So the the one class that did um, put a little bit of effort into it was the one that won, obviously. the one obviously one yeah. So our hey, fresh, kids I think out our there, come freshman on, freshman won it. Um, yeah. Hey, South, step it up. Central's yeah. beating you on this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's going to matter. So, <laughs> hey, before we go, one other thing I was going to – well, two things I wanted to mention, and these both both these won't take very long. Um, the Ryder Cup just got done. Did you watch any of that? I did at Tanner's house. Okay. And so I he he got way more fired up about it than I love I the Ryder Cup. Love now, it. I, and it is – it does look like they're very competitive and they really get after each other a little bit, but – you probably, you talk about it more than I do because I only followed it when other people were. Well, I, I was going to ask you: Did you see anything about the uh, the controversy with uh, JT and Daniel Berger chugging beer on the first? No, first uh, tee box and <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it was you just mean you don't do that when you golf. <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't talk about this beforehand. Yeah, it was interesting. So we had a situation where a couple of the United States players were were sitting out that session. Yeah, and they were out on the first tee, kind of pumping people up, and and they were in Milwaukee and Wisconsin and Milwaukee basketball game stuff. They have this tradition when there's athletes on the jumbotrons and stuff. You've seen it before with football and basketball players where they toss them a beer and then they they're supposed to chug it. And that's where so where they, do they make in so, Milwaukee? Yeah, it was old in, Milwaukee, it was in Wisconsin. So. I already talked about it today. Laverne and Shirley so, yeah. making that beer. So they toss some beers down to yeah. JT and and Berger. And of course, at first they weren't going to do anything with it, and then they opened him up and chugged, chugged him. And down. Thomas, or I, was it Tom? One of them threw the beer can down, um, and then they had the other another controversy with the gimme. Why was that a controversy? Who got upset about the it? Europeans the Europeans got upset with him because they said wasn't it's, classy enough. Yeah, it's not golf. Yeah, it, it's you know what golf, golf is making a subtle change from the gentleman to a they little have bit to. of a. Yes, they're not people, gonna, are, people right. are not going to do yeah. like they did to Chichi Rodriguez yeah. and right. walk around smiling at each other. So the other one was they had the so it's match play. So you got the whole gimme conceding holes and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So there were some issues there where early on the the Europeans were not giving the United States what it what the, inside the leather is a gimme. I mean we yeah. all play that right. And so there were some issues there, but we don't have to talk about that if you didn't really watch it. I was just curious on your take because I'm with you. I think the the rivalry, I think doing this stuff, is not arrogant. I mean, it probably is arrogance a little bit, but it's just having fun. And I don't know. I, you know so, what? I got I get into this when it was going on. I was still chasing the Yankees around so much. By the way, we're done. Um, that and thank you and Boston. Yeah, thanks Boston. And then Boston <laughs> got hammered by Tampa Bay. And did you happen to sit and watch the Cardinals play last night? I did the not. Dodgers. Hell of a game. One to one into the ninth, and the Dodger guy walked it off, who was a late game replacement for defense. Now isn't that the way baseball works? Bring in a guy to play defense and he hits a bomb to move you on. But you know what? Much as I love the Cardinals, um Dodgers won hundred and four games this year. They they I'm yep. I kind of am like everybody else. I almost pick them to win it all. Yeah, well, interesting uh, talking baseball here real quick. So I got to give a shout out to my boy Salvi. Um <laughs> yeah. finished the finished leading in home runs, RBIs and set the single season record for home runs by a catcher yep. that's played more than 70% right, whatever the right. numbers as a catcher. <laughs> May end up with the most home runs and RBIs, win the gold glove and win a silver slugger, and not even be in the top three for MVP, MVP. voting. And you know what? 
Rightfully so, because Otani is. Oh, Otani's got it wrapped up, and right, he unbelievable. should. Yep. But it's but just, any other year, Salvi wins right, it easy. Right. Any other. It's year. crazy to think that. So the last thing I was going to mention is, um, I don't, I don't think you've Derek Jeter seen this. never won an MVP, and he was Hall of Famer by. Uh, 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 one guy didn't vote for him. Salvi right. will be there soon. Right. I mean, within the next ten years. But that Salvi. same jerk's always gonna, yep. never gonna let anybody yep. get a hundred percent. So, because you know that's the only reason he didn't get that. Oh vote. yeah, he gets so, his name in the paper. Vote. But um, last thing, then we'll go. I've been sucked in in the last three days. Have you heard about or have you watched this Netflix show called Squid Game? Um, you're not gonna believe this. Stayed up all night and watched every single you have? episode. Okay. Every single episode. It's the you know what when I first I just said it's the number one. So when I first watched it, you tell me if you felt the same way. I was like, Oh, it's one of these voiceover shows. Yes. Because it's Japanese. Right. Or no Korean. it's South Korean. Yep. Um it's one of these voiceover shows and I go, Oh, I'll just keep watching it. So if you haven't watched it and you watched the first episode, continue. Okay. Continue well, watching. I'm I'm through four, so I'm about halfway through. Um we watched the first one together. Kelly said, nope, I'm done. Ain't watching it anymore. I'm not going to spoil anything, but for those of you who don't know what it is, it's basically they go around Korea and round up 456 people yep. that are down on their luck, Odets, things like that, and basically get them to play kids' games where if you do not pass the game or win the game or do what they tell you to do, you are eliminated. And by eliminated, you're killed. You're killed. And right so on the spot. it is a somewhat, sometimes it's intense. Yep. Sometimes it's very gory. I, what's weird to me, Philip, is I can't explain, like it sucked me in and I can't explain it. It did why. to me too. And I, and me and Lisa would normally don't watch anything like that. It's, um, it's so weird. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. Um, it, it's so weird to me why I'm watching it. Like if you guys haven't not seen it, squid game. Yeah. Go check it out. The squid. Let game. us know what you think about it. So, all right. Hey, that'll that'll yours. do it all for us this week. Uh, tomorrow, of course, you don't know what day you guys will be listening to this show. I just hope you do. But comment to us again on Facebook and uh, go Sooners beat Texas. Kevin, any last words? I can't say that. All right, he can't <laughs> go Farmageddon. I guess for him. Yeah. Talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.